Good morning, and welcome to the Spiritual Sovereignty Sisterhood Podcast. I'm Constance, and today we will be talking about my journey with the goddess, the Morgan. If you recently went through a miscarriage, this podcast episode contains sensitive material that may not be for you. I recommend rooting into your power, your self-compassion, if you have been through a miscarriage, and then proceeding to listen with an open heart full of deep self-compassion. There is a spiritual meaning to why we have miscarriages. We must first move through deep, compassionate allowance of our own grief without judgment or a time frame to reach that understanding. So let's dive into the Morgan. The powerful Celtic goddess, the Morgan's name means the Great Queen. She is associated with death, power, sovereignty, freedom, environmentalism, leadership, motherhood, prophecy, war, peace, fertility, sexuality, magic, protection, finding your voice, releasing codependency, and creating boundaries. You can call upon her when you need courage. She is known as a goddess on the battlefield, but rarely is it mentioned that she is a goddess who is of the battlefield within our own hearts and minds. The Morgan is all about transformation. She is a shapeshifter. Shapeshifters have been feared throughout time. Shapeshifting is simply your transformational journey into the person, mind, body, and soul who is ready to receive all that aligns with you. Plastered all over the internet, you'll read opinionated pieces about the Morgan being evil and how you should avoid working with her. Remember, opinions are not facts. Good and evil are also based on judgment. We can call anything good or evil. Yes, she is dark. But in that darkness, I discovered I was intimidated by her power. Within her, I saw the power I feared within me. How can you start connecting to the Morgan and your power? It's important to take time to establish a relationship with her. Like any deity, do some research and do some one-on-one time. Create sacred space within yourself to meet the Morgan with an open mind and heart. The Celts followed an oral tradition of storytelling. They believed that all words lost meaning and magic when written. The stories we have today about the Morgan were written down by Christian invaders. So read at your discretion, but choose to also meet the Morgan in sacred shamanic trance, meditation, and any other way you feel called. There is no right way to work with a deity. Just the way you establish your own personal relationship with them is the right way. To understand how the Morgan transforms our lives, it's important to understand how shadows are created. Shadows are created by light being partially blocked by something standing in front of it. We perceive the limitation of light as a shadowy figure, something fearful, bad, misunderstood. The Morgan invites us to see what is in front of our light shining brightly into this world. The light is you, and it's time for you to understand those deep misunderstood parts of you that block out your light and create shadows that you label, like the Morgan, as evil and dark. The parts of you you seek to disown are owning your power. Only you can set yourself free. 
Her invitation is for us to free flow into abundance by unblocking what stands in our light, the old beliefs, the fears, the codependency. Because the Morgan is limitless, she won't communicate with us when we stay in our limited nature. If she grows quiet, look at how you've allowed your internal environment, your mind to be ruled by victimhood. Silence is a response and a boundary. Once you take inspired action, you will hear her call again. People fear creating boundaries and see them as limitations. Boundaries allow you to have peace in your life. Your inner peace is your power. As we up-level, our relationship with her grows stronger because we are rising to her level in our inner power and peace, and we are more receptive to her. Know that she will help you move things out of the way, and it will not be easy. Be ready to dive deep into what holds you back and step into the truth of who you are and your authentic expression. I felt called to work with her. It took three times for me to answer her finally and trust the journey. At the start of the pandemic last year, I found myself stuck and resisting showing up online. I needed a sign, some help. Before working with her in shamanic trance, I read books on the Morgan and decided the dark blood ritual relationships I saw people having was something I was not comfortable doing. I believe that was the only right way to talk to her, and I was so wrong. That was someone else's intimate relationship I was reading about. My first shamanic experience with the Morgan was dark. My first shamanic experience with the Morgan was dark. Because I believed she could only be the version I read about in books. I limited her, and I limited my own experience. Through my limited perspective, she spoke to me. I saw my frail dead body in a coffin, and she told me, As long as you do not come out and express your true self, you are already dead in this world. The image stuck with me and terrified me of working with her again. My coach at the time reassured me that what I had experienced was an ego death. The Morgan tried communicating with me again by calling out my name two separate times, but it wasn't until the summer that I chose to communicate back to her. Working with the Morgan can feel uninviting, but it's truly how uninvited we feel within our own lives, in our own skin. Explore where your authority lies. Do you have to check in outside yourself, the exterior environment, before taking action? If the people around you are having a bad day, do you favor their needs first to ignore your own pain? Has this become a form of addiction of rescuing everyone but yourself? Failing to see the victim mindset, the victimhood within you, codependency. Or do you make decisions for yourself based on you? Do you understand the happiness of others isn't your responsibility? You take ownership of you. Start checking in for alignment. It wasn't until three months later that I worked with the Morgan again. For three nights in a row, I had suffered from a migraine that would not go away. No matter what I took to relieve it, there was no relief for it. I heard a voice as I sat in the darkness. 
She said my name and told me, this is the Morgan. I can take away your migraine if you choose to devote yourself to me. I told her yes. And in an instant, my migraine cleared. I hear stories from others of her wanting deep respect and worship. When I tried to bow to her, she told me to work on worshiping myself. Each day last summer, I offered her a coffee in the morning to have with me as I had mine, and I made time daily for us to work together. She requested that I sit in absolute darkness as part of my offering to her. It was difficult in the beginning. I was battling my fear of physical and metaphorical dark. When you sit in darkness meditating, there is nothing to distract your monkey mind. Nothing to decide to need to do or judge yourself about. I felt myself become more and more familiar and comfortable in the dark. I was becoming comfortable with my own mind. At this point in my relationship, things were very intense. Time together during COVID-19 had brought up everything that needed to be worked on in our love relationship. One day during meditation, I really couldn't focus in the dark. It was simply too early and the light was getting into our bedroom. Part of me felt my inner child's desire for safety. I decided to follow what she wanted and needed. I chose to sit in our walk-in closet, and there I found myself bursting into tears, remembering what was eating my soul and causing the rift in my relationship with my husband. Things had been stressful in June, early July, and I had been dealing with stress caused by other people's decisions, and I had been far too stressed to give myself the love I needed. I put my needs last, even the devastating news I had pushed aside as nothing. One night I found myself with pains that reminded me of labor. I silently let myself go through it, not wanting to worry my husband. I just told him I was in pain and I needed to lay down. I wanted it so badly to be nothing, but I knew what it was. I tried to soothe the life within me and ask it not to let go. I did not want to let go. I knew I was pregnant, but I just tried to pretend it wasn't happening to me. How could I have a miscarriage? When I went to the bathroom, there was the baby that I had miscarried. I wanted to unsee it, and I couldn't. I didn't want to accept what it was. The next day, the pain continued, and I found myself wearing a heating pad. For almost a month, I kept that secret to myself and from myself. I wasn't ready to accept it had happened. I let my husband instead think that we were just having some issues getting pregnant right now. Even though I tried to bury the loss in my memories and move on, I knew it had happened. I tried to drown out the sorrow in alcohol, but then the Morgan came into my life. My husband found me in the closet broken down and we, we cried together about our loss. I mourned for weeks after, months. The Morgan had brought the block out of me. The block wasn't my miscarriage, but the cause of it. The stress of worrying if others didn't make the right choice, then I couldn't be happy. I had placed my need for peace outside rather than within. I had placed my ability to create outside of myself rather than the place within myself. And for that reason, the life within me left me. It was the permission to release my need for codependency and to choose my own happiness no matter what others around me chose for their own lives. 
My miscarriage helps me realize no matter how short a life is, it can still change yours. My unborn child taught me the importance of caring for myself and my immediate family first before anyone else. Had I never lost her, I would have never found my power, my voice, to create boundaries and shifts, to remember the powerful force of creation that I am and leader, to bring myself out of the darkness of illusion that my triggers were a safe space to stay. The Morgan asks us to see our triggers as an opportunity to grow and evolve. There is far too much in the world right now of people attacking each other out of the cultural appraisal of triggered. Being triggered has become an excuse for not owning our authenticity or authority. We all have the capacity to censor our own sight of what we read and what we do and choose for ourselves, but we decide that others need to choose for us so that we know what is best for us. It's not easy owning your power, but it's necessary for us to fully evolve. For what causes pain in our lives is what propels us forward to grow if we choose to learn from it. Trigger doesn't mean stop and stay stuck. Get triggered and grow. Triggers are opportunities to rise up and take control of our lives. Some of the worst situations in my life showed me my strength. I just had to ask what this pain is teaching me now. Think of birth, how pain is purposeful, those contractions. As I prepare to welcome my second child, I realize the anniversary of my miscarriage is coming up. I remember my power to choose my own alignment and to manifest in alignment with myself rather than others. To remember that there is a huge force of creation within myself. To remember my sacral energy. To remember my power, my own light within. To choose to live aligned with all I desire, knowing it is already mine. I challenge you to explore where you're outputting energy that is unaligned with you, as I was. Explore how your daily activities feel. Is there any reliance on an outside source for you to continue creating in your life? The Morgan invites us to stop fearing our own darkness and create more energized interactions. The Morgan invites us to stop fearing our darkness and create more energized interactions. The Morgan asks us to look at how we navigate our environment within and outside ourselves. With this new energy in Aries and the spring solstice, is a great time to reconnect with yourself. Establish a new loving relationship with yourself. Declutter your life. Create space for you in your own life. I saw a question online this week. How do I start to matter to myself? How do you do that? Create time to appreciate yourself in the morning, to hear yourself before you hear the world on your phone. Do not go immediately to your phone and see who needs me today. You know who needs you today? You do, but you are not hearing that inner call, that inner desire, that need. You are the first person. You are the first responder on the site of anything that you need within yourself. Stop waiting for a second responder. Think of ways you can declutter your mind, your home, your schedule, your car, your relationships. Know that power and strength are things practiced, not one and done. Just because you rose up to the occasion to stand up for yourself once 
doesn't mean every time after that it will be easy. Allow yourself the grace each time to grow in strength with that muscle, just like working out. Doesn't mean you seek out opportunities to stand up to people all the time and create tension. Just allow and trust the opportunities to come as they do. And that it is completely normal to stand up for yourself. It is not something that is not allowed. So seize every opportunity to step more and more comfortably into your power, your peace. Remember, your power is your peace, not anyone else's. It can be mutual. If you loved this podcast, you'll love the book that I'm working on right now. It dives deeper into everything we just covered. So keep an eye out for that. I'm aiming for October, but possibly sooner. If you like the podcast also, share it. Leave some love. If you want, there's an option to leave a voice message too. And if you leave any feedback, I would love to share that also. So if you're just going through a miscarriage right now, I do want to give you some things that helped me. And if you listen through to this whole thing, beautiful. Yes, there's a spiritual message to miscarriages, but we have to be open and receptive to receiving what that is. And it takes time to get there. And you've got to be really patient and loving towards yourself and surrender to being compassionate to you to get there. So here are some tips for you. Working with a coach who has been through it really helped me. Some tools she assigned me that helped write a letter to my baby and do a ceremony for my baby. Have a remembrance for that baby because that baby was real. And we can't just push something aside in hopes that we will forget and no longer have the pain. That hardly ever works. Journal. Write as much as you need. It's emptying out all the clutter in your mind is what journaling does. A huge time that you might find that you declutter the most is in the shower. You can even get one of those pads that's waterproof to write on. Meditation. Take time to be more aware of what you feel and what's going on within you. And that's what meditation does. It's a check-in with yourself before you go into the world. You've heard me say it before. So on a plug, there are three prongs. Sometimes there's two, but there can be three. The third one is for grounding. So I want you to think of it as when you meditate, you are grounding yourself so you don't go into the world and get shocked, triggered. If you meditate, you will be able to better receive things and not perceive them as attacks. You will not perceive them as you. As a reflection of a bad day, the even the judgment of bad starts to disappear and you just experience. So take time to allow yourself also to mourn. It is okay to be sad. It is okay to feel whatever you feel. Another thing that helped me was joining a Facebook group. My recommendation is Life After Miscarriage. She also has an amazing podcast that you can follow and hear other people's stories. She has a group that meets monthly, I believe, also. Not sure if she's doing it online, but you can check that out too. So that's Lamb or Life After Miscarriage. If you enjoy this podcast, you can go into the show notes and you can leave a donation. Thanks so much and enjoy your day. Keep an eye out for that book.